0: Welcome everyone to Paranormal Roundtable. I'm your host Josh Turner and this is PRT for short and this is Paranormal Roundtable. And uh, tonight we're going to talk about some dogmen. The part two. Well part two yeah well this is the second week in a row. Well, the second week in a row and yeah back really, to back. There's no part two of this but I mean it, it is what it is. It's, part th- th- two with Mushu I guess. Oh my gosh. Is it, is
1: it a lie part two of mushu
0: dogman oh my god so anyway we're, we're, yeah unfortunately Tony's here with me today uh, last week we talked about uh, dog man we had a couple stories that were that were pretty long and but they were you know a lot, lot of parts to them so we got some stories this week we're doing it again so but first let me give you the email address is Josh Turner dot podcast.com Josh Turner com. send me your stories and uh, or you can send them to me on Facebook because I'm on Messenger or Facebook. And if we're not friends on Facebook, send me a message saying, hey, I'm a, me- I'm a fan of the show. I listen to the show and I'll, I'll be your friend. Um, Josh Turner 940 on Instagram. That's what I am. If you want to join me on Instagram. We have many groups on, on Facebook. If you want to join those, um, we have Paranormal Roundtable, which is my group. Um, well, it is our groups. Put it that way. I don't think I have one. It's just mine. <clears throat> that Paranormal Roundtable group is the main group. Now, this episode, like all episodes, the link to the, to the episode will be dropped, the YouTube link. It will be dropped in the Paranormal Roundtable group. And if you want to try to win a prize, which is typically an autograph book and who knows what else, you go and you leave a comment on the official link on the Paranormal Roundtable group, okay? So if you don't leave a comment on the Paranormal Roundtable group, uh, the link on there for to the show, you won't be able to. You're wait. missing
1: out on the opportunity to uh, mm-hmm. maybe get some special, you know. And uh, if you're also you know needing to find a lot of the stuff, you can look for it in the YouTube, the YouTube video in the description of the YouTube video. Mm-hmm. We put post a lot of, of the uh, information that a lot of people are asking for or maybe looking for. You can find it there. And uh, yeah, like the
0: patreon.com slash prt podcast. If you're looking to join Patreon at uh, a $5, t- uh, 10 or 20 dollar tier. Now, if you join and you join at a $20 tier, you get after the first month you'll get some swag. If you join in the $10 tier after 3 months you'll get swag. So, it, it's 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 a win-win, dude. You can't really go wrong. The $10 tier is $10 a month, $20 a month and 3 and $5 a month. So, whatever you can do to help help support the show, that's great and you know, but uh anyways, we have a live stream we do on Tuesdays. It's a YouTube exclusive. So if you're not watching that, you're missing out on about three hours a week in content. The live stream comes on 8 p.m. Central, and we usually go to about 11. Yep. And,
1: and there's a lot of, you know, uh, fresh content that you won't get. That, yeah, uh, a lot of guests. Lot of back and, stories or maybe like, you know, some uh, behind-the-scenes extra info that uh, may be leading up to some stories that you might love. Mm-hmm. Or oh, if yeah. you have some questions, like what's really cool that I like about it is that you know you can interact with the paratroopers directly. So you know if they ask a question, you can respond to it and maybe mm-hmm. expand upon it, and that might lead to that being the whole show, because you know sometimes it just takes over.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, we we are we are doing a conference that's coming up uh, in August. August twelfth and thirteenth. Twelfth is for the VIPs. Thirteenth is general admission. We still have tickets for the general admission. Um, that that conference is coming up in August, and it's gonna it's gonna have Nick Redfern, Ken Gerhard, myself, Kenny Irish, Elijah Henderson, Barton Nunley, Ron Murphy, Nick Valente, Jody Cook, Bettina Moss, uh, Steve Stockton, Vault uh, it was Jay Tucker, Josh Ninocchio from What Lurks Beneath, and Tony Merkel um, and is gonna be there too. He's from Confessionals. D. A. Roberts from dusex Machina is also a prolific author, and David Weatherly. Another star
1: studded cast. I would it say. is absolutely, but more is. importantly, I will also be there. So, if that's what yeah, you want, folks, to re-
0: I hope that doesn't make you not want to go. <sighs> it does make me a bit nauseous. But, oh, uh, no. anyways, Dogman Werewolf Discussion Group with Phil Stern and Della Carter. That's another one I'm in. Paranormal Roundtable Prayer Group, which is Nellie's Paranormal Lounge, which is Nellie's Paranormal Counter, which is mine, but Moose Shoes and North American Dog Man Project Region Two, which is D.A. Roberts, uh, Whisper to a Scream, which is uh, Ryan Tremblay. Quad Coalitions of Sciences is Nick Valente and Paranormal Trigger Podcast with John King. These are all, I'm, 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 a, I'm in all these groups. Wolf Turner PRT fan page, which was made by Phil Stern. That's another one. And I'm an admin in all these groups and I support and promote these groups and hopefully you will too. And join, they're on Facebook and you get tons of stories and stuff out of those groups too. A lot of weird, creepy content. So also, anyway,
1: a lot of cool communities to you know interact with.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's good, it's cool community stuff. So we, like I said, we do the giveaways. We do, we have the groups. Um, we're gonna give you the the physical address if you want to send us something, and then we can get started with the uh, the stories. Six thousand one West Palmer Lane, Suite three seventy P M B one thirty one Austin Texas seven eight seven two seven Palmer is spelled P-A-R-M-E-R, 6001 West Palmer Lane, Suite 370, PMB 131, Austin, Texas, 78727. So that being said, we're going to go with these stories that we had uh, that were left from last week. We didn't get to them. Um, So we're going to talk about these. I'm going to start off with a weird one. But they're all weird. They are. They all, all all are weird. But this one, this one really was bizarre. These two guys were hunting. They were hunting out near Bryan College Station. You know where that's at. Oh. Here in Texas, they call it Aggie That's where the Texas A&M. But they were out there hunting on the other side of, of uh, Bryan, and they were not hog hunting. They were hunting deer. I'll, I'll tell you why that's important in a minute. But uh, the one guy, I'll call him Keith. It's close to his name. He was up in a tree stand, and he hit uh, a, a buck, and it jumped, and it and it began to to try to run. It wasn't getting very far because it was wounded, and he sees it going off. You know, and he thinks, "Oh man, okay, I'm gonna have to get down and you know and and follow, track it. Yeah, track you know. it." Well, this he's halfway down the tree, and he hears this this kind of like. Footfall, and he leans over and he looks, and he sees this creature which is on all fours. It was never on two legs. It just looked so bizarre, but he saw he could see like the front where the front leg should have been. It had these weird looking arm like things, and he was like, "What in the heck am I looking at?" So he's sitting there staring at it, and he's like, "Dude, this is not a normal creature." And it was huge. It was like really like powerfully built, had big rounded shoulders. Look, the shoulders he said look almost ape-like. So he scurried back up the tree stand and was like, dude, what the heck is that? So he's sitting there staring at it and it, and it immediately takes off into the woods. And I mean, he's pretty sure it grabbed his kill. And so he's like, oh, that sucks. And not only do I, did I lose my, you know, deer, but then this werewolf looking creature, because this is what he actually called it to me. It was a werewolf looking creature comes out of the woods and then takes off after you know after it. And so now I'm like, is this thing going to come back? Is it going to mess with me? He's like, hopefully it's just going to eat that and not, you know, that's it, you know, but his thought in his head was, could there be another one? Could there be more?
1: Yeah. What else is out here? Yeah. yeah. Like, what am I doing out here?
0: You know? So he he was Some terrified. Important
1: question starts forming once mm-hmm. you see something like that.
0: And he was very terrified. And so he sat there for a while and then his buddy came walking up and he's like, Hey man, He's like, you ready to go? And he was like, yeah, there, but be careful. There's some kind of weird like wolf-like creature out here. And he was like, what? And he's like, yeah. And so he, he told his buddy what happened. And his friend just kind of got quiet, lowered his head, didn't say anything. And so they walked back to the truck. And when they got to the truck, his his friend goes, oh, my gosh, now I feel like I can breathe. He's like, dude, I've seen something like what you're talking about before. So he goes, they got in the truck and they started talking. And he said that while they were talking and it was getting dark, you know, and he said that they they heard this like that where they parked was kind of gravel, you know, and he said they heard like something walking on the gravel. Yeah. And they were looking around, but they couldn't see anything. Like they didn't see anything. Like they were just like, what is that? And they were, so he's like, let's just get out of here. So they drove out and they got back on the trail and they, and they took off driving down the road, whatever. They got off the trail and went driving down the main road, whatever, which was still, it was like a dirt road. Not even gravel; it was just dirt, you know, with grass, like in the middle, in the middle of it, you know. And so he's like, "We're driving," and he's like, "All of a sudden, we hear this loud thud and like a crack and a splat." And we were like, "What the heck was that?" And he goes, "We, we all we we both turn around, we look." Um, he goes, I, "I I'm you know he was in the passenger side." He goes, "I'm I'm getting better look, you know." And my, my friend's like looking through the rearview mirror. and I turn around and look behind us, and there was like this blood and guts and all kinds of whatever, some kind of carcass that had landed on their vehicle. He goes, and I looked out as we were driving away and I could tell it was like a hog and it was like chewed up, half eaten, like it had been whatever. And he said, it looked like a pig. And he said, when, when they got to, to a stopping point, you know, they, they pulled into a gas station. There was blood all over the side of the truck, whatever. And he saw, you know, a hoof, like he knew it wasn't, that, that did not belong to a deer. He said that that's a hog. You know, it's part. It's part of a hog. Well, he said that when him and his friends started comparing notes, they were like, you know, he said, "Did you see that that thing that was standing in the road?" He goes, "Yeah, I saw that. I didn't know if you did." And he goes, "What was that?" And but he said it looked like uh, it was standing upright, like a man, but it had like a wolf's like head with with long elongated ears, and he said the ears were really long on this creature. And he said that he, saw, like, he knew it was the same thing he had seen earlier that was on all fours that had chased down his deer. But he he couldn't figure out if this this hog fell from like a tree that was leaning over, like they were driving under trees, you know? Mm-hmm. If it fell out and if it was even the whole hog or just part of it. Or if he'd he
1: like to think through or it. Or if
0: it tossed it that far. Because he, he said it was probably like 40, 50 yards. They could mm-hmm. see him. And he's like, he didn't know for sure, you know? But he's, he could see it, this thing standing. You could see its silhouette, you know? And it wasn't quite dark, you know, yet. Yeah. And he said, "Dude, I could see it. It, it just looked like like a uh, something out of the." It, well, I I asked him. I said, "Did it look like you know Van Helsing werewolf?" Which he said he'd never seen that, but he'd seen Howling. I said, "Have you seen Howling?" He says, "Yeah, I saw it when I was a kid." I said, "Do you remember what the werewolves look like?" He said, and "He goes, yeah, I, I sorta, you know." But he said he did, didn't really look like that. But he said it just looked so weird. It was like a wolf like creature. And, you know, this guy, you know, like I said, he he was fr- a friend of a friend basically got me in touch with this guy. But.
1: Do you think maybe the uh, the first dog, man, that stole the deer, as he was eating it, he found the bullet and realized that he stole someone's kill. So, he was like, oh, I got to give them one bow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he bit down into the bullet and was like, oh, gee, thanks.
1: Yeah, He's like, oh, shoot, now I or got to what it if good. he was
0: watching the whole time? Oh, uh, yeah. And then he, he was he
1: waited until. Yeah, He took the
0: first shot. And when he shot it. Weakened it. Weakened it. He ran and got it. And then he. He was like, oh, thanks. I think he threw the hog carcass to try to make them like the territorial thing.
1: Yeah. That would make sense.
0: I mean, don't Bigfoot do stuff like that? I mean, Bigfoot do that. I mean, Mm -hmm. they'll throw stuff at you and yell at you and try to, you know. I don't know. I mean, th- I think that's what that was. I mean, it's kind of like saying, well, get out of here.
1: They could also mark the <clears> hog, <throat> like, p- put the hog in the tree as a territorial thing, too. hmm I mean, the- either one works with that. So, we sh- we we're still really not sure which one it is, though. Yeah. Because, like, you know, sticking a hog in a tree, that would definitely... Sh- like, if I saw that, I'd be like, okay, don't come here. So, that's just a weird one.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, th- it's... I pondered over that one, and he didn't seem to know, and neither do I. No, but um, I
1: doubt he's in that. He went back to that same area, so yeah,
0: I I wouldn't. I don't know. So anyway, that that was a a weird story. Um, I don't know what that was. The the description that was given to me from what he saw was it had a very short snout. It wasn't an elongated snout. It was a short snout. The shoulders looked very muscular, like he said, almost like primate, like a gorilla's shoulders. And it had like a barrel chest. And he said, but it, and it was hopping around on all fours, or, you know, moving around. But it was kind of like the, the it would put its front arms, he said arms, down. And then the back legs that were wolf-like would kind of go up under behind it. And then.
1: So more like gorilla-like. Kind of, uh, yeah, the way it of, moved, yeah. You
0: know, he said it was more primate-like, you know, but it, but the head was definitely canid looking. You know, and so I, I asked him, I said, if you, do you think it was like, if you took a gorilla and mixed it with a wolf? And he said, yeah, kind of like a werewolf just mixed with like, you know, a gorilla or something. It was just a weird looking thing. And, um, he said that whenever they were driving away and it was standing upright, you know, because it was completely standing up erect. It was like, it just looked very like, you know, the silhouette of it just looked like a quintessential werewolf. The arms were really long, you know. Probably massive. Yeah, he said it was about eight feet tall. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. just a really large animal, and he just—that's why he scurried back up the tree when he was just a big old creature. And he's like, it wasn't a normal wolf. It wasn't a—he says he's almost convinced it wasn't a Bigfoot of any kind that he's ever heard of. Um, said that his brother had a dog had a Bigfoot experience in that same area. Bigfoot experience. Yeah. Uh, his brother's story was, it's not, it's not really long, but I can tell you they were driving around that same area and they were, they were, uh, doing something they shouldn't have been doing, which is spotlighting, you know, um, they, where they kind of just go and it's out of season, you know, you shoot animals out of season, mm-hmm. getting big trouble with the game warden doing that. It's a no, no folks. Uh, you don't, you don't hunt animals out of season, but they were doing it, but they were, they were hunting hogs, but they would also, you know, whatever. Uh, but he said that his brother would would do that, you know, and his brother was out there and they spotlighted something really quick and his friend's like, wait, wait, go back. And so he was in the back of the truck and when they spotlighted back, they saw this arm holding it like self up, like blocking. Blocking the, the light. Yeah. And when they came down, he said it just, the bottom jaw like protruded and the forehead protruded and it looked cavemanish in the face, but it was covered in hair, completely covered in black hair, blackish and grayish hair. And he said that it just started to like run in the opposite direction of their vehicle. It was just like it was running away. And he said when it turned around and it ran toward the woods, he said it had a big old butt. <laughs> That's what he told me. That's what he described. It. He I think said he was it was like the wrong thing. He's like it had a massive back and a big old butt. And he said that it just looked it looked weird. You know, it was like you know you could see this big butt. You know, running and it was. He said it was Bigfoot. You know. Um, and that was probably about two or three miles from where this guy had the encounter with this dogman. So, you know, I don't know, two, two creatures that are different, but you know, they're still territorial, in the same, yeah, that, territorial in their same area, you yeah.
1: know? What frames me is like, if it wasn't, the hog wasn't in the tree, the fact that it threw it that far is just,
0: yeah. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, that means nuts. like you
1: couldn't run from it because it could just throw something at you. And you know? hit you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, uh, so moving on from that encounter, I mean, that's, that was a weird one. This one happened in Virginia and, uh, I can't, you know, I hate to say this, but I can't remember the name of the town that it happened outside. It was right outside of a, of the city that it happened in. But anyway, I don't have that written down in my notes for some reason. But anyway, this guy was a security guard, does what you do, Tony, at night. And he was in a guard shack, guard shed. When I got this story, this was before... They built the and all I could think about when when Snake Man, the super the vice president, whatever of the company we work with, built those sheds. Yeah, all I could think about was when he built it because we have several. Uh, tell them about our.
1: So the, these construction sites we work on are very you know open. There's not anything on them. So and during Texas during the summer, you're going to need somewhere to sit if you don't have a vehicle or you don't have a way to get escape the sun. Mm-hmm. So uh, Snake Man thankfully built us these sheds that we're able to make us you know get out of the sun they're very they're tiny but you know
0: and we call him snake man because he was on a show called rattlesnake republic he's been a rattlesnake sacking champion mm-hmm. um, which is the thing they do every year in my hometown they get rattlesnakes yeah, and he they, loves they, they, they catch pictures them. of them everywhere yeah and he's been bit by a rattlesnake almost died and he is in the guinness book of world records or he was I think being he, he in a was coughing with him. Yeah. Anyways, he, his name is Robert Ackerman. He's, he's one of our, our clients. And so he, what happened was he built these, these guard shacks for our guards. And when he built them, I was telling Nelly, I was kind of like, I was like, dude, it reminds me of that story from the guy I got from Virginia. And I've been saving this one. I was going to tell it on Halloween, but with the Dogman Conference coming up in August, I said, "You know what? Let's, what better time? Yeah, what better time to start throwing some Dogman out there?" So this this security guard he reached out to me several months ago, and uh, I think it was actually I don't know it's been longer than that. Uh, it was probably last November. It was, you know, I guess several months. It's been yeah, it's been away a while, but anyway, I've been sitting on this story for 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 about a minute. And so this guy asked me about the other day about it, and I said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going to use it," you know, because um, it's pretty pretty scary. Now he was in a guard shack that was probably, I'd say, at least three times the one you sit in, mm-hmm. and he said that the site that he was on was very uneventful. Nothing really happened. They were uh, building out in the in the middle of kind of nowhere at that time, and there were trees and and stuff all the way around this this property. And he said he had brought some fried chicken, and he ate, a, you know, some fried chicken, and over the, the couple days. He just – he and then he, he ate it one day. Then the next day he finished it, you know. So he had thrown the bones out, you know. And he said there was a, you know, a bunch of bones out there on, on the edge of the property. And Being he's, the wildlife, yeah. Being the wildlife. Yeah. yeah, he said he was feeding the raccoons and whatever okay. else, you know. And he said whatever wants to eat it, you know. So he, he didn't – even the bones, he didn't want to go to waste. So he, you know – and he had his – he was looking at his uh, – I think he said he was looking at his uh, iPad or whatever. And he had his earbuds and he was playing music or whatever and doing something – and he said that, you know, it was a pretty sweet gig. It was easy, you know, and uh, he said that, uh, the guard shack was warm in the winter and it was, you know, cool in summer. And, um, so they were, they, they, he would sit there and once an hour he would go and he'd do his rounds. Well, he said he was coming back from his rounds about two in the morning and he hears this crunching, you know, and he's like, oh, something's eating those chicken bones. So he shines a flashlight over there and he sees this creature in the eyes, dude, they were green. And he was like, "Whoa, what the heck?" Like, but like, like emerald green, like Like
1: kind of like those glowing green. Yeah, like
0: it was weird, like almost like they were like like shining brightly, you know. And he was like, and then he he looked, you know, real quick. He saw it, and then he moved the flashlight back. And at that point, it lifted up an arm, kind of like we were saying the Bigfoot did, you know. And, And he said, "Dude, I said arm." He goes, "It looked like a human's arm, forearm." With the, with the hands, the fingers, the claws, whatever. It had claws. And he said, but it was, you know, wolf-like. And the head was like a wolf's. And he said that it just, like, crawled backwards in, into the woods. Like, you know, like. like go, back step? Yeah, like, ba- and just yeah. went backwards, which okay. dogs don't do. Like, it just crawled backwards. And so he said that he was like, whoa, what was that? So he goes, I got scared. I ran into the guard shack. And he said the rest of the night I was just on kind of on high alert, but nothing happened. So he goes, the next day, he goes, I had this really bad feeling. And I thought, you know, I probably shouldn't go in. I should just call in and make an excuse. And so he, at the last minute, he said, no, you know what? I got to go to work. I got to make money. I got to do this. So he went and he said that, you know, he was in the guard shack the next night, listening to his headphones, looking at his, uh, his uh, laptop, whatever, like a normal, I can't remember if it was a pad or a laptop. Anyway, the guy this this the guy looks over. He hears this noise to his right, and he go, He looks out the window. He had like a little uh, those little windows, little yeah, a little, and, window, yeah, a little window, yeah. And he looks out, and he shines his flashlight, and there he is. He sees this thing standing by the edge of the woods, and is staring at him. The difference is that it's standing up. It was completely it was standing up. So he got scared, and he called the sheriff's department. He took an hour. An hour comes, goes by, the sheriff's department shows up, and they're like, yeah, what's going on? He goes, okay, well, there's this thing that came out of the woods, and he starts describing it, and the police officer goes over there, goes right up to where he saw it, shines his light everywhere, turns around and says, well, I don't see anything. Just then the creature comes from behind, grabs the guy, and bites the guy's head off. Ah, blood goes everywhere. No, that's not what happened. That's not what happened at all. The police officer turns around and says, I don't see anything. And this is, you know, whatever. And then he goes, this was a mistake to tell these people what I saw. Yeah. Because they were, and then another one showed up and she was really condescending. He's like worse than the, than the first guy. And she was like, um, do you drink? And he's like, no. He's like, well, are you smoking? And he's like, no. Like asking if he was doing some yeah. something to make him.
1: Inebriated. Or yeah. So,
0: so he was being, you know, accused or whatever kind of, but not fully accused you know so he was like this is accusatory bullcrap so they left and he said that was a mistake so he said about three or four in the morning he said he was there and he'd fallen asleep and he wakes up he hears a bump against the uh the shed or whatever the shack and he was like dude at that point he's like i knew i should have left earlier as soon as the cops left i should have left i should have just been gone he's like or even before that not even called him
1: not even show up.
0: Yeah, but he but he was you know he he needed his job and he'd worked there for a few months, no problem. And um, so he said that at that point, he's he sees this thing to to his right again, walk by the window. And he was like, whoa! And it was just like a large shadow that went, or, and there's a light on the outside, and the light kind of got dim for a second, and he saw it like something walked by, and he was like, oh my gosh! And he knew at that point that that was the there was something there. And he was armed. He said, he goes, I was armed. I had my piece sitting right there. He goes, I grabbed it. And he goes, and then I see this thing go around the front and go by the window. And it went right in front of me, dude. And he goes, but I have my computer open, you know. He says, it goes around the other side. And he goes, oh, my gosh, it's coming to the door. So he just, like, aims his, his 9 millimeter. He said, he just took his 9 millimeter Ruger, just aimed it right at the door. And he's like, and I just told him, I'm security. I'm armed. You know, he goes, at this point, I'm, I am I kind of know what it is. That It was that weird-looking creature, but I thought maybe this thing has human intelligence and it'll know, you know. He's, like, staring at the door waiting for something to happen. He says the door starts to, to, to jiggle, the door handle. And he's like, dude, my heart was, like, in my throat. I was, like, it was pounding out of my chest. He goes, I was, like, I couldn't believe this was happening to me. And he's, like, and I, I told it again in a forceful voice. I said, I have a gun. I'm armed, you know. And he goes, there were two windows. One, one that was to his right and the one that was in front. And then he said, he goes, dude, I was, I was terrified. I didn't know what to do. I thought this is it. I'm about to, you know, be, be devoured by this werewolf looking creature. And he said that, that the thing walked back around the front and then looked in through the window. And at that point he had gotten down and crawled under the, the, the lip of the thing that, that, st- that sticks out by the window' it's Like there's like this, like desk that's built into it yeah a table kind of yeah like a table like a juts and so he crawled up under it and he felt it like (laughs) lay its hand on 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 top of it and he says i could see the fingers hanging down from it and i was just like going like oh my gosh what do i do what do i do he said he had a lighter and he thought about like trying to light the fingers like burn them or something you know but he didn't even want to make it mad and so he was just sitting there and he was like dude and at this point he had called the police again told him that he was under this attack. And this thing went around the other side and he goes, when it went around the other side to the window, he's like, I looked up and I thought, oh my gosh. And it was staring right in at me. And he goes, it was just looking right at me and it was mad. Like it was angry. And he said that it was like it communicated with him and it told him, it was like, don't you dare do that. He was like, hang up and I'll leave. And he said that he goes, so I thought, am I, am I actually, is this myself talking to myself or is this thing communicating with me through some weird form of telepathy? And he said, dude, this thing was telling me basically that to hang up or it was going to kill me. And then it was like saying, look, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. He's like, I said, it was that specific. He goes, no, it wasn't like it was specifically saying that he goes, but I got the feeling, you know, that it was like, it was giving me an option. We could do this the hard way, you know,
1: yeah, or we could, you, or, know, you know, or, you or know, I we could, could just go both our separate, separate ways. ways. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he's like the hard way being it rips the, the shit apart and gets and, too many. Yeah, and, and the me.
1: cops will find you like that, or and, and say it's an animal. Yeah,
0: yeah, you just became the victim of a dog attack, and th- and it went through his mind. And I told him, I said, dude, you could have been a victim, and then they would have just said a dog killed you, mm-hmm. you know. And so you know this this thing he said it was staring in at him, and it was just like he. So he goes, I put the phone down on the ground, and when the the operator answered, he's, he's like nine one one. He goes, I didn't say anything. I just hung up and he said that it was a terrifying, terrifying experience. And he goes, and so the thing looked at him and just kind of nodded its head, like, okay, like backed up and then just walked away. And he said, I sat on the floor underneath that, uh, the the desk for the the rest of the night. And he was like, he goes, that was, I think it was 2011. And, um, he said, dude, that was it. He goes, I, I, I didn't move. And then by the when the morning came, he goes, when I heard the birds chirping, I heard people coming in to work or whatever. He goes, I got up and I left. He goes, you know, and, and I, he goes, I was so scared. I left my phone there on the ground. And he's like, I never went back to the site. I just had, you know, called the superintendent and had somebody drop it off um, at another site that he was working at for the same company. And he went and got it there. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty crazy. I was just like, dude. I don't know what I would have done. I don't know how I would have reacted um we can go over what this thing looked like too. This thing he said that it had had a really powerful muscular upper body, really powerful looking thighs. He said the thighs were the were the biggest muscles like it was huge, and he had these humongous thigh legs these really skinny ankle looking things, but he said that it was like the backward bent legs of like a dog, you know the hawks kind of yeah. And he said that it was, the upper body was like very muscular, looked like a man, almost like a bodybuilder, huge uh, arms, uh, and it had uh, a long, really long pointy snout and long ears, you know. Uh, it was black, but... Um, I was cu- I'm was curious
1: if like he just came back for chicken bones and he was just angry because he was like, dude, you know, you give me these chicken bones. Then you try to fight me for him, and then when I come back for more chicken bones,
0: you just don't have any. Try to fight me for him? <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't think you he tried to fight him. You know? I don't think
1: he tried to fight him for it, but still frightened me off before I can eat my chicken bones. Yeah, because he was case. shining
0: his light at him. Yeah. So you think that he felt
1: antagonized or something? No, I don't think so. I, I think it was just, I don't know of like the situation, how what, what that dog man was thinking, because it wasn't like he was going there with malice or anything. Right. I mean, he was kind of just reached in to mess with him, try to jiggle the door. But once he saw like that, he was going to call the cops, he was like, okay, stop and I'll leave. So it was like, I don't know what his plan was, like what his plan was in the beginning, what he was trying to do by, he wasn't like, he was like shaking on the shack and Mm -hmm. actually trying to break anything. He was just kind of like, Hey, come here. I'm trying to talk to you. Come here for a second. You think that's what it was doing with the arm? No, it's just kind of like, it's that kind of behavior where it's Mm -hmm. just like, hey, I'm just trying to talk to you. It's just like kind of annoyed behavior where like- uh, Well,
0: do you remember uh, there was an individual, I don't want to say his name, but we talked to him. We were talking about him earlier. Mm -hmm. And he gave us that story about how, and I got told this on some show, but that thing, he had to go around the back of his truck. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. That thing was right there by that retaining wall. Mm -hmm. And then it jumped up and, and tried. Okay. so when I started analyzing that particular encounter, I thought that thing could have gotten him really easily. And if I remember correctly, didn't he tell us that it had made some kind of like, like it put something in his head.
1: Yeah. Like a mental. Yeah. yeah. Like it told
0: him I can get you if I want you. Yeah. And so he had, he said, and I, I drew my gun out. Remember he said he had a gun too.
1: And he was like, well, I mean, <clears throat> well, I'll let you finish. But yeah, like he he had a gun out. He was like, he could have, Like, it would have been detrimental for both sides, basically. Yeah,
0: and it basically told him, don't try it. Don't do it. Like, basically told him that, mentally. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, uh, yeah, because I remember him telling us that, and he said that he goes, I felt like, okay, I shouldn't have drawn this gun. He goes, so I put my gun back, and then he, you know, and then it it jumped down off of the retaining wall. And then, anyway, just long story short, I remember he got got into the truck or whatever because he was smoking a cigarette is what I think started it.
1: The only two differences, I would say, between those two is that that one seems more like they walked upon each other, mm-hmm. and whereas this one was like um,
0: it, it came, it came th- back, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So it was like I don't know what his purpose of coming. Maybe back it was, was
0: maybe he wanted more food, and if he would have thrown food out, there- maybe like, like I, did I said say that, that
1: as a joke, but like maybe that's no. Maybe, but I told him that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be actually a possibility that it was just like foraging, and it was expecting more food from him, and mm-hmm. that was like, hey. You throw out your trash, that, and I'll eat it, and we'll just have a nice little, you know, I won't mess with you, you won't mess mm-hmm. with me. And it was like maybe searching for some food when he it put his hand in like a drive-thru.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and, the, and the sad thing, too, is this guy, his wife doesn't believe his story. She mm-hmm. thinks that he – this is what she says. She thinks that he fell asleep watching movies.
1: And he freaked himself out. Yeah, he freaked know?
0: himself out. And so I was like, dude, so, you know – yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I get
1: that too, but it's like you know, there's there's so many creepy things that happen out on those sites Sometimes it's like there are, and like I, what you I will saw say, that time
0: over there at Brackenridge.
1: Yeah, I will say though, that you are staying up long hours at night, so like sometimes your head can be a little loopy. But I don't think to the point to where it's like that. Mm. That seems a bit extreme for a dr- like a no. hallucination or a dream.
0: No, and and I've worked those Iron Man shifts too that you guys do. And I used to, I did them for years, and I never had one where I started hallucinating and seeing things. I mean, if yeah. something was there, I saw it, it was there. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I, I don't have these weird, you know, it's so, I, you know, people can rationalize all of the, all you want, but he says wife doesn't, doesn't, and she was actually opposed to him giving me the story, which is because she thinks that, you know, that he, he was, you know, making a fuss. About yeah. Things. That he was eating, he ate pizza that night, the night that this thing came around, you know, Mm. Mm-hmm. And she made a joke about it, like, oh, it probably just wanted some pizza. Why didn't you just give it some of your leftover pizza? And he was like, I wasn't going to give it anything. I was terrified. And she th- said that she thinks it might have just been a large dog. She, you know, and it's kind of insulting, really. I mean, honestly, yeah. she doesn't support him and doesn't, you know, doesn't – I feel kind of bad for the guy, you know, and when, you know, I guess he – Told me the story because she was in the background going, I don't know. I just think that maybe you had a bad dream. But I asked him, I said, Is she somebody who doesn't want to hear stuff like this? He goes, Absolutely. So she rationalizes it so that it's not real to her.
1: There's, and there, you know, there's certain reasons for that. I mean, I'm not going to. Try to analyze her or something based on you know not knowing her, but it's like maybe she saw something and she's trying to deny it herself. Yeah. So it's like anything that's similar to that, she might be like, "Oh, well, she had a ghost story it.
0: that she told me, which wasn't oh. very long." Well, okay, but it was a, it was a ghost story. I, I call it a ghost story, but it, and I was going to tell that it's kind of a sidelight. But it was because she was in the background, and I said, "Well, what do you think?" And she kind of laughed and goes, "I don't know." She's like, "It's just you know." She goes, "But she's like, I did live in a haunted house, and when I was nine years old, I saw." a little girl come into my bedroom and grab one of my dolls. And then she ran out of the room with it. And she's like, it was weird. It was like, it was like nine, ten o'clock at night. She never found that doll again. She's like, and I was getting ready for bed. And my mom had just gone out of the room to, to grab a book to, to read, to read her a story. Yeah. And her mom goes, Oh my God. Like she saw it too. So when the mom comes into the bedroom, she's like, what was that? She's like, I, I, I don't know. I saw a little girl with no eyes, <laughs> you know, that, that that the lady to, that told me, she said yeah, yeah. what she saw was a little girl with no eyes. She asked her mother and her mother goes, I don't know. I thought I saw a little girl. But she said when the little girl turned her head toward her that there was no eyes. It was just black. And then she said that uh, she heard her mother telling her dad later on that, that he, that's what he had seen. Or that she had seen the same thing. Like that's what she had seen, that it was a little girl with no eyes. But um, so I asked her, I said, well, why is it so hard to believe that uh, we'll call him M.A., you know? Um, why is it so hard to believe that MA is, is that he, he couldn't see a werewolf. And she's like, I don't know. One time he, we watched a movie. <laughs> she said they watched the, one of the mummy movies and that he fell asleep and then he had a dream about it. And I was like, so what? Mm. This is not, this guy was like, look, I was not dreaming. It was not a food coma dream. I didn't eat pizza and then go, oh, I should not have had the pan pizza. i I saw this dog, man, you know. Yeah, it's not a boy who cries wolf situation. No, either. it was, you know, but he, but anyway. So, I don't know. I, I I believe him. I believe his story. I mean. So, this one I call Werewolf in the Haunted uh, Hotel. This is a weird one. Now, Tony, we have actually stayed in this particular hotel. Oh, we've was stayed in Anto- quite a few, which is in San Antonio. San Antonio, yeah, because we've traveled a lot. And it was me, you, Nellie, and Anthony. And do you remember which one it was?
1: There's a certain haunted hotel that I can think of. I can't remember the name of it. Emily but, Morgan. Uh, yeah, Emily Morgan. Yeah. It was a beautiful hotel. It was, and it it was, was
0: cool. I remember, we were coming back from Puerto at We were hanging out down there with Tommy and them down there. He, my, a friend of ours owns a really cool club down there in Puerto Ranzas. We have friends down there. So we're down there hanging out a few days, and we were coming back, and we were coming into San Antonio, and we just said, Hey, you know what? It's the weekend. Let's Why hang not? out. Yeah. yeah, let's hang out. Spend a couple more
1: days in San Antonio, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I remember correctly, we weren't, we weren't even going to stay there. We weren't trying to find another hotel. Yeah. But we were just like, we couldn't find one like for a good price that was close to the city. So mm-hmm. we were like, well, here's a good one. And
0: they gave us a cheaper one, right? Yeah. So, So what happened was we ended up staying in the Emily Morgan, and we did not know that it was voted USA today's number 2 most haunted hotel. Yeah, we found that out
1: later unfortunately. Yes, we did.
0: And it was it's behind the Stanley Hotel. It's number 2. And the Stanley Hotel is in uh, Estes Park, Colorado, but he knows that the Shining Honey I'm Home, you know, Nick <laughs> god, Jack Nicholson. you know, and and she's like, "Oh my god, That my god. the woman was He's so annoying." He's like, "I'm trying to write my book." <laughs> so anyways that hotel yeah that's the shining was filmed there's obviously, it's pretty bad it was pretty terrifying you know they gave stephen king the idea to, hey let me write about some creepy stuff um but the emily morgan we had something weird happen to us and it's not real long convoluted whatever but we did have the water turn off and on the tv turn off and on and we had uh the phone was constantly being turned around and taken off the hook Oh really? I didn't notice that. The I, phone. You don't remember the phone? I don't remember the phone. I remember
1: like I remember watching Dave Chappelle and the the T V kept like slipping yeah. or something and like the water would turn Dude, on. Dude, you didn't know about the phone? I didn't know about the phone, yeah. No, I'm just hearing about it. Because
0: me and Nelly. Nelly's actually talked about it on the on the show, I believe she's talked mm. about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's weird. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, the Yeah, the, fo- phone. the
0: phone was turned around and off the hook. Mm. And and it was like every time we would come back out of the elevator, we'd go up into the room. That was there. The the one time was just me. I walked in. I was by myself, and the phone was like that. And I said, oh, heck no, dude. I'm here by myself. And I thought I heard the water turn off and on, and I was like, so I was like, Nellie? But I knew you were downstairs with Nellie and Anthony. So I was like, okay, that's obviously not Nellie. But I was so tired, I just kind of laid back, and then you guys came back up. It was after dinner. Remember, we went to eat dinner. And then when y'all came back up, the water w- was on, and Nellie was like, what the heck? She walks in there and goes, did you, did you leave the water going? I said, oh, that that's – like, it came back on. And she was like, what? And I was like, the water had turned off and on. I don't remember the exactly, like, when y'all Oh, I think on. I
1: remember this. I think it was right after we ate dinner, and we walked back, and mm-hmm. you drove the truck back or something. You know, yeah. Because it was real close. It was real close, and, we real close
0: like, yeah. and I had to, like – because we had taken the vehicle, and I had to, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And so you guys were downstairs, and then, I, if I remember correctly – her, her, Anthony one said that the water was. Anyway, weird stuff happened there. Nothing ma- major. Nothing crazy. Anything. Yeah, it was it just was, like
1: weird minor inconveniences. Yeah, we just like, well, what the heck was that?
0: And they told us that that was the mortuary area, or whatever. That that was where the the morgue, mm-hmm. um, where they had had enduring. Uh, I think it was the. Uh, I can't remember what war they said it was from the Civil War. I think it was. That that was a the hospital, and so I was just like, "Wow, okay." So my wife told says that I chose to that hotel, but I was like, "No, I didn't. I did not know." Because being a paranormal guy, you think, "Yeah, I did," but no, Anthony picked that.
1: Yeah, he went on to look at like reviews and stuff, and he never said anything it about nothing. it. And he said, and he "Hey, we like, got he one." He was like, "Oh,
0: we got a good one right here." At That's Expedia, a very cheap, yeah. Through Expedia, yeah. So we ended up getting the hotel, and it was haunted. So. Long story short for that, okay, it was a haunted hotel and a bunch, bunch of weird stuff happened, but nothing like Tony said, nothing major. So it does, it is haunted, okay? But this guy was a traveler. What happened was he was coming down from uh, Oklahoma. Now, the funny thing is, like this guy there, again, he had had, I think he was an experiencer because he lived in a haunted house in Oklahoma. <clears throat> and I think it was their Stillwater, and he said that he lived in his, in his haunted house when he was young, growing up, and they saw Bigfoot, him and his mom and his dad when he was a kid, uh, and he had a brother and sister, and they were out at the barn, and they started screaming, and they ran, and they said, there's something in the barn. So him, him being the older brother, he went with his mom and his dad, and they saw this Bigfoot on the other side of the barn and like run off into the woods. And he thought that it was just because that land was really, really messed up. So he goes, dude. I have been an experiencer my whole life. I've had weird stuff happen, but nothing like this. He said. So I booked a room at the, at the Emily Morgan, and I was coming from down, way down in South Texas. He said he had taken uh, some some uh, cattle down there, or he was picking cattle up or something. I don't remember the whole. Um. So anyway, he stayed at that at the Emily Morgan because he wanted to see San Antonio. Oh, I guess that's what it was. He had dropped the cattle off because he wouldn't have been able to. So anyway, he was. He was there, and he goes, "I want to see San Antonio." So I, I stay there. I was traveling on business, so I decided to stay there for a couple of days and walk around the Alamo area because it is right there adjacent to the Alamo. Mm-hmm. So just walk across the street. It's a great
1: area, to, like one of the best hotels or uh, positions, I, I think, mm-hmm. to visit San Antonio. And you just walk right out into the
0: plaza. No, yeah, the, everything right there. Everything, yeah. And, and it's a fun city to go to if you haven't been, folks. So anyway, he, he's walking around, seeing the sights, whatever. And so he walks back in uh, uh, to the hotel, go to go to sleep, whatever, and he, before he says, I'm, I'm going to get a drink, you know, so he goes to the bar. Well, the lady told him it was haunted, just like they did us. When they told us, everybody told us, and they started telling us stories, you know. And so this guy says, you know, the bartender girl, she says, you know, this place is haunted. There's this and that, you know. And he goes, ah, I don't believe none of that. And he's like, which room are you in? And, and he told her, she's like, well, I don't know anything about that room. I don't, you know, it's nothing... Um, but I think he said his room was on the sixth floor or something like that. So he goes up and, and it doesn't ring a bell to me, anything, you know, like, I don't, I don't know of any stories from that, that particular floor or whatever, but he goes up, he says the middle of the night, the bed, the bed shook and he goes so, so hard that I woke up and I was like, Whoa, what, what the heck? Why is it? He said, I thought there was an earthquake, you know? And he goes, dude, I'm, I'm thinking Are there earthquakes in the middle of central Texas, you know, like. <laughs> And so he was like, oh, what the heck's going on? So he goes, I sat up, and I went, and I got a drink of water. And he goes, and I went to lay back down. And he goes, and I hear a like a rumbling, growling noise. Like it was coming from a large dog. He's like, and I look over. He goes, and at the foot of my bed, and I'm sitting on the bed on one side of it, dude, facing the bathroom. And he's like, there is this seven-foot-tall werewolf. And he said, I look at it, and I could see it. Like he was going, <sighs> Like it was breathing. He told me that. He said it was just like it was, you could see panting. its chest. Like, no, he said it was breathing like a man. Uh-huh. And I asked him the panting. And he said that it was like his chest was heaving. And he said, I'm sitting there looking at the muscle definition. I'm like, what in the heck is this thing? And he's like, it was dark in my room, but th- there was the light, one of the lights from the bathroom. You know how they have like the mirror lights or yeah. whatever? I think that's what he said it was. It was like one of the, the dimmer lights that was on the wall, whatever something was that was on he said it wasn't a whole lot of light and he said that, that uh, he looked over at this this thing and he said it was just standing there and um oh i know what he said it was it was the um the little light by the desk or you know how they have the little whatever like they have a lamp. like a was yeah, like a little, a little small lamp. Little lamp yeah that's what it was he said there was like a small lamp with with just one little dim bulb in there and he said, he goes, I could see it with illuminating it, and I could see the shadow behind it. And he said, what's really weird was it was casting a shadow. And he goes, and I was sitting there, and I could just barely make out the features, but I could see a shadow behind it. And he goes, but if I didn't know any better, I would have thought that that the shadow moved, like independent of this creature that was sitting in my bed. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and I was like, what is that behind him? And, like it was already weird enough, you know what I mean? And he said he had like the 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 curtains open. You know, it was like wide open whatever, but he's like just standing there and looking at him and he's like, it, it didn't move. It just stood there like heaving his chest back and forth. And he said it was almost like a, uh, like there was not like intelligence behind it. It was just like there. Like, like it wasn't conscious. Yeah. Like it was just an image. Mm-hmm. You see, he almost got kind of curious thinking, is this like a projection? Is somebody messing with me? And he said, when he started to think like that, the thing turned its head and looked at him like it acknowledged him. Mm. And then he just, like, he goes, it was like a lightning bolt. It just hit me, and I was like, oh, my gosh. There is intelligence there. This thing knows that I'm thinking these things, and it's, you know. He said it might have stood there for a solid 10 minutes. He goes, I don't know how long it was. He goes, it was at least 10 minutes. So
1: I'm curious about how long it was there beforehand, yeah. before he woke up. Like well, how it long, shook him out of bed. I mean, Yeah, like, how long has it been sitting there just staring at him asleep?
0: Well, he said that when it finally went away, it just began to, like, vibrate really fast. He's like, and then it began to move its arms up and down, and then it just like just vibrated, and then his the bed shook, and then he, it it was gone, and he saw like this black shadowy looking thing like like screech across the wall, and and go well, he didn't say screech but it, he like said it like, it, 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 it like shot off across the wall and went out the door.
1: Like it went into a shadow or something?
0: Uh, no, and that's not the way he described it to me. It was like he just like the shadow because I asked him I said what happened to the shadow? He goes well I saw something like streak streak is what he said streak across the wall and go out the door and this thing shimmered away, you know, kind of simultaneously that was happening. So that happened at that hotel. I mean, he, and he gave me that story, you know, and he was, you know, um, what do you make of that? I mean, I mean, that's a weird thing.
1: Yeah, That's really weird. It's like, it defies all behavior that you would expect.
0: I mean, you can't really classify that anywhere near like these physical dog, people. No, I, think it was, I like, mean, This thing appeared in his room and then vibrated out of his room.
1: And it was clearly there for a different purpose than him. Yeah, and
0: he was was scared to move around, but he finally turned and, like, was kind of pushed up against the wall on the bed, like, you know, with his legs up, just kind of going like, oh, my gosh. He goes, I did have a firearm, but it was in a lockbox across the room, (laughs) you know, and he was too tired to even think about it. Um, and he said that I didn't, you know, he's like, I knew I couldn't get to it. And even if it, I could, I don't think I could have done anything to this thing. Yeah.
1: it's just, it's weird. Cause it's like, it's like, let's say like, uh, you were cutting grass, right. And you notice like a log in the middle of the, in the middle of your path to cut grass. So you kind of just get the log out of the way and you continue what you were doing. And it kind of seemed like he was doing the same thing where it was like he needed a bed for something. He just woke this dude up to get him, like, you know, out. Of, <laughs> I think kind of just did what he would continue doing. Mm-hmm. But then, like, when this dude started, like, freaking out a little bit, the thing was like, hey, I'm not here for you. So, like, just calm down, up. and I'll continue what I'm doing, and I'll head out.
0: Why was it in his room, though? That's so Why weird, I, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've heard some weird stuff like that, stuff appearing in people's rooms. um, Just weird stuff, you know? Like, just, you you know that. We get on these yeah, weird much stories, times, and weird. we get – and they just appear in people's rooms at the at the foot of their bed. It was a woman. uh t- or tonight when we ate at Reality's. Oh yeah, yeah, that's Sandy. right. Sandy, I remember she Sandy, the waitress she saying saying that that thing was like holding her down, you know. Mm-hmm. And in uh, Salem, uh, Massachusetts.
1: Yeah, uh, that's always freaks me out too. Is uh, like you know, I just imagining something coming to you at your weakest always makes me real nervous because it's you can't do anything while you're weak. or while you're sleeping, and um. You can't. You're not conscious. You're not going to know what happens. So, like, just imagining something that's able to get there to that point and just be able to do whatever it wants without you being able to stop it, because okay. you know you can't. What are you going to do? That's why you know. I think you're you're definitely the same way, but I think we're like light sleepers. And I don't I don't have it for that reason. But I'm just like thankful that I am able to be a light sleeper. Mm. So that's you know. I may not catch it, but I hopefully will.
0: Well, and so I, I, there, I, get an, I got a couple other stories, um, but I think one of them I'm probably going to just tell on the live stream, which, folks, like I said, if you're not, if you're not listening to the live stream, you're missing out. Um, this one, I can give you a pretty quick overview of it. This happened on the uh, Guadalupe River. And these people, they had come down from M- Missouri, and they were here for a wedding. And they rented an RV, they rented, they took an RV down and they stayed at this RV park. They rented a spot. And so they went and they got intertubing. They went intertubing. They went and rented tubes, whatever, you know where it's Mm -hmm. at. And they they went down the river and they got to this one spot. And I know exactly where this is at. And it's, if you, if you were to go to Hernandez ranch and then the other guy whose ranch we talked to, Mm -hmm. okay, you know, I'm talking about Okay, and so if you go to those two ranches, those areas right there. This would probably be, I'd say what, 12 to 15 miles from there. So
1: still in the pretty pretty close to that area, distance, yeah. Uh, I yeah,
0: probably no, actually, you know, it'd be 15 to to I thought probably about almost 17 miles would be for the first one. Um probably about 20 miles for the second one. Still a reasonable distance. Yeah, it's so, not far. Yeah. I mean, as the dog man runs, you know, but uh So, here's what happened, though. I mean, the first night they were out there in the RV, they heard, like, what sounded like small rocks being thrown at their RV, and they came out, and then the neighbors on either side of them came out of their RVs, and they were like, what's going on? You know, what's going on? It was like these RVs, the trailers, you know?
1: Yeah, like kind of like a trailer park or kind of like- Yeah,
0: and it's one of those RV It's out there, right there, you know, where you can rent a space, and you can put your RV there or whatever. I I know where it's at, what he's talking about. He said this happened, like, 10 years ago. And he said that they heard like little rocks being thrown, and it was like like small something, and it wasn't damaging anything. It was just like somebody enough to where people were coming out of their trailers. It was like eight nine at night,
1: small pebbles or
0: yeah. And mm-hmm. they found like little rocks, you know. Yeah. And he goes, and it's a really beautiful area. That riverfront drive right there is really pretty. And and they 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 he come they come out and they're like, well, that's weird. And then they hear a. Like, 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 real pronounced, you know, and they were like, dude, what in the heck is that? And then he said that right after that, they hear like a weird whooping noise, which he says later on, doing some research, he thinks was Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. And then they heard these howls coming from all over the place in every direction. And then they heard this whooping noise going back and forth. And he was like, dude, are these, are these like really, because he said, it didn't sound like coyotes. He said, it sounded like wolf.
1: Which would be absurd in Texas, yeah.
0: Well, no, there are, but I mean, in that area, oh yeah, oh really? Well, there near Br- New Braunfels and that and that whole bo- that, I don't know, that green like that area the green area. Oh I yeah, more like, I, they, uh, they say there's not, but I'm convinced that there are, and mm-hmm. I'm convinced that like near Rockdale, I saw a pack of them when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wolves all there's timber wolves all over the place between there and Caldwell. I know there was. But, uh, yeah, th- you don't see them as much as you do coy- uh, coyotes, but yeah. you do see coy wolves, too. And I've even seen the occasional red wolf. I think, yeah, I've seen a coy wolf. But I don't, you know, I haven't oh, seen I mean, I, with- I haven't seen any wolves over there, and no. N- neither have you. Yeah. But we've heard of them being there. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I have. But like you said, I mean, I guess going by our personal experience, yeah, I haven't seen any. But I don't doubt that they could be there. So he said these are like wolves, you know, but they're like really loud and just really, I mean, like you could hear them, you know. And he said that you could tell they were at a distance, but they were just – they were echoing, you know. And he said that that later on, you know, like he said, he didn't know what the whooping noise was, but he thinks that it was Bigfoot. Well, the next day they went tubing again and they were going down the river and they were were drinking and having a good time. And they get to this one area where – like i said that they they decided to stop and kind of play in the water where the water kind of slows down you know and there was no one around and you know when you rent those tubes you got to ride it for about 3 or 4 miles or not However long it is, it's it's far. I mean, it's it's,
1: it's, a, it's a trip. yeah. Is it
0: two or three miles? I think it is. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna be.
1: It's a, it's like an all day thing. Once you get on one of those tubes, like you might as well just yeah. bring some beer because you're not going anywhere for a while.
0: Yeah, and you have to go all the way down mm. to the end. Yeah, there's no
1: stops. Yeah, there's to, like, no stops. Off. Yeah, you're <laughs>
0: done. You're just gonna be in that water, and it's just gonna keep flowing until you get to the, you know, to the end. Yeah, and the then, destination. Yeah. yeah, there's like a there's like another spot where you get off, and you give them you the tube. You get tubes. on the bus. Yeah, yeah, you get on, you on the bus, and then they drive you back. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, same thing like in San Marcos, they have them in New Braunfels, they have them out there in green. So anyway, it's very beautiful folks. Very pretty. Uh, if you come visit, don't forget to leave. But anyway, <laughs> they, they're, they're, they're in the tubes or whatever, and they get out and they start playing or whatever. And that's him and his best friend. They went to their best friend's wedding. It was one of his best friends and their two wives. Okay. And they had, you know, decided to go on this trip together to, to the, to the wedding. And I said, you know what? Let's go and let's hang out down there. Let's have a, you know, whatever. I think his friend got married at Green Hall. I'm not real sure. I think that's what he said, but I'm not 100%. But anyway, um, so you've been there. Yeah, it's very, yeah, yeah, very nice The grist little mill, town. the restaurant. Oh, oh, oh beautiful. beautiful. It's a wonderful place to eat. But uh, so anyway, th- they see, they hear this crashing noise while they're in the water. And they look up and they see this thing, the way he described it at first. He goes, it's like this thing on two legs. Come jump down into the from the bank, up six feet down, and jump into the water, and begin to run across the water. He goes, the water that was up to our chest was like barely, not even up to its waist. And he's like, "What in the heck is that?" And his friend's wife looks at him and goes, "I think that's Bigfoot." And they see this thing running; it, it, it's totally ignoring them. Mm-hmm. He said it's probably 45 yards, you know. Like it's over, running from something it, it, or it, it, it was just, just it, it just kept running hmm. and it didn't even look at them. It didn't even acknowledge them and it ran up to the bank and scrambled up. And they said just then they hear this 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 howling growling noise and they look over and they see these two werewolf looking creatures. Well, they didn't say werewolf. He said werewolves. He said we saw two large werewolves that were about the same size as that Bigfoot. And they came up to the bank, and they were both getting ready to like, like, look like they were going to jump into the water. And one of them kind of grabbed a hold of a tree and was kind of hanging around on it and kind of swung around and looked at them and then looked at its its companion. And then they, they kind of looked at each other, and they just kept staring at them and then looking at the the Bigfoot that was now had run across the, the road and was gone into a field. And they began to look at them. And then he goes, dude, I thought they're going to jump into this water and come and attack us. Yeah. And he said, "It felt like I had interfered with something that they were doing."
1: Like that, obviously, that Bigfoot purposely went across.
0: Yeah, right the water, there to, to, to get. Right that's what I'm them. thinking yeah, to make it. Yeah, yeah, he probably saw him and said, "I'm going to keep running, then I'm going to jump right here, and then maybe these things will be distracted."
1: You know, when you kind of feel guilty, so you don't really like look at what you you, don't like look the at bad thing. <laughs> so you're just like, "Okay, I'm just going to continue what I'm doing
0: yeah.
1: and just pretend." But yeah, it definitely seems like he was using them to get away.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, that's yeah, that's that's what I thought too. So it, it it so it runs across and there's these two werewolf-looking creatures that are sitting there on the bank, right? And they they're kind of looks like they're contemplating jumping into the water and pursuing this this uh, squatch, when it just looks over at them and was like, mm. and then they kind of looked at each other and then he said one of them kind of went like rep like a weird like a, like a, yeah like a yelp and then the other one kind of went yep yep and then they went back into the woods and they ran up the hill and they were gone. And he's like, we were on our inner tubes and we were swimming as fast as we could away until we could get the current to take us. And we were like, yeah. he's at the whole time. He's like a mile and a half down the road. I'm still looking up at there, going like, are they paralleling us?
1: Yeah, there's like certain areas on the river where it's just basically like a standstill, and you mm-hmm. have to you you literally have to cup your hands and start moving like that. Yeah,
0: to keep it going.
1: To keep it going. Well, then it'll it'll pick up, and there's areas where you're just rushing down. That was always my favorite part. Yeah, where
0: they just kind of push it pushes you on. It's
1: basically like a lazy river and then a um, one of the, like a tubing, like a, a sort of mm-hmm. tube ride all in one. That's why I love the river, uh, the it's river fun. tides. But it, it definitely can get very stale. So I can imagine, like in one of those points sitting there and just splashing real quick as you're trying to get away from this thing or two, yeah. three things that you don't even know that Whatever is Whatever the heck on. they
0: are. This, you know, yeah. the, you
1: know uh, gang war that you just stumbled upon. <laughs>
0: gang war. Well, here's what happened that night. And I asked him a good description. They said that the, the Squatch was a reddish brown, br- br- more brown. He said if I had to say it was like a chocolate brown mixed with red. And he said that the uh, face was very, you know, ape-like, but it kinda had a human look to it, but the, the arms and legs were just covered in hair. Well, I asked him that too. I said, Is it hair or fur? He goes, I don't know, dude. He just it was so fast. Yeah. You know, it was just hair. And then he said that the, the two werewolf looking creatures were both black. Here's a funny thing although. I thought this was quite interesting. He said one of them had white upon the top of its head. Hmm. Which is kind of weird. I mean, he said he didn't know if it was older. It was like a mark
1: or like it was like.
0: You know, and I, you know I asked him about that. And he said it was like if if it was like this streak of white fur on the top of its head, like it belonged there. Not like it had gotten old. But And I asked him, was it like, it had gotten old. And he said, no, not really. It just looked like it was, it looked like weird. It was weird. It was like white right there. And he goes. Like a symbol
1: I, of status or something?
0: I don't know. But That's he said weird. he's the only one that remembers the white because he said none of the other people he was with remember that. They just remember seeing two black creatures. Coming up to the edge of the water. Now, the next night, or the, the, that, that night was their last night there. And he said, Dude, they debated about just going back, you know, getting the trailer and leaving, but they were really exhausted from playing in the water all day and sunburned, which always happens. You say, Oh, I'm going to use sunscreen and it always doesn't matter because the matter. river will make it worse. You're going to get, me. yeah, you're going to get burned. We're going to be out there. And so they basically just sat there in their trailer, you know, like talking about it, you know, and they said they, they started playing a game of Uno. And he said, while we're playing, we just hear a whack, loud thud. And but it, it wasn't it didn't hit their trailer, but it was it sounded like a trailer next to them. And so they went outside and the people next to him were like, What the heck? And then they go out there and there was this huge rock that had broken into pieces when it hit their tra- the trailer and put a huge dent in it and like had smacked in the wall of their of the, the neighbor's R V.
1: That seems like some angry werewolves who are were mad that yeah, they lost their so, prey
0: they were just like looking at it and they go they go inside and one of the women says uh, well it was his i guess it was his uh, friend's uh, girlfriend whatever he said she she was the most vocal about it or whatever you know cuz she had seen something similar to that when she was a kid I'll get to that in a minute but she said dude these things are angry i think that was meant for us so when we started talking he, I asked, I said, so she had had an encounter before? He said, yeah, there was a woman that lived down the road from her. She should to tried to give her, get her story from me, mm-hmm. but just be, stay tuned because I'm going to try and get it from her. But there was a woman who practiced, uh, uh, she was a bruja, basically, and she practiced uh, witchcraft and supposedly had put a curse on a guy down the road. And that she grew up with these stories of this, like, oh, there's this creature that runs around at night, and it's because he was cursed. And he looks like a wolf at night. You know, basically a werewolf. Um, And one time when her and her two friends were riding their bikes, um, and she thinks it was like a bad omen too because her and her two friends were riding their bikes and they see this wolf-like creature staring at them on on it. Like it was squatted down and stood up. And it was from the the woods. And then two days later, her friend, who was a little bit older than the, the older one or whatever, their friend died in a car wreck. Oof. So she thinks that it was like a bad omen or whatever, but she said that, that that was actually the second time in her life that she had encountered one of these creatures or multiple creatures. And she thinks that they saw it because, you know, she has this ability or whatever, um, which I told him, I wasn't trying to be funny or jokey, but I said just being able to see them doesn't mean you're a Jedi. I mean, yeah, you know what I mean, it's like holding a lightsaber. doesn't. Yeah. Make you yeah I mean, you know, just, it's, it, so I'm, um, and I'm not putting her down or anything, but maybe she, she's. I mean, I think they all could see it. I think they were just there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sometimes
1: it's just time and place. It's just there. Yeah, absolutely. What, what makes me as curious is uh you know, leave it to Bigfoot. Uh, so the thing about those rivers. Is the floor is insanely slippery. Like mm-hmm. even when you have like you know, know. river shoes, like you you have you'll most likely not be able to stand. And get any good grip?
0: It's like moss all over mm-hmm. it, everywhere. Yeah.
1: yeah, just like algae or something. And it, so, water th-
0: shoes are highly rec- recommended too. Yeah, but go that's there.
1: even like in certain spots, it's not. Gonna oh, yeah, it doesn't matter what you wear. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, at
0: least then though, you you won't cut your feet up or whatever mm-hmm. because there are some sharp rocks. Yeah, they, they, they will
1: like throw glass, even though they know they should. People people do it all the yeah, time. Just yeah, jerks.
0: Basically, yeah, we've all had that problem. So but, yeah, that Bigfoot just
1: walking across that easily, trying to get away from this thing.
0: Mm-hmm. That's I mean, that's exactly what it was doing. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot, Bigfoot. Yeah. God, jerk.
1: Can you imagine getting married uh, in the middle of a Bigfoot uh, werewolf gang war? <laughs> well, I mean, but well, their friend wasn't there. Like, he would already yeah. gotten
0: married. He was on his honeymoon. Well, yeah, to I mean, like, you imagine, like, uh,
1: like, sending it up a marriage and then, like, the rest of the people have to deal with it still, though. Yeah, because
0: just- I, I, from what I remember him saying was, They had gone to the Air Force together and his friend was stationed at, uh, I think he said Lackland. Like he ended up getting stationed there, which I think is where you do boot camp anyway, but he was there or he was at Kelly or something. I can't remember exactly which one, but he was there. And then he stayed in in San Antonio in that area. Then he moved out near uh, Green because this area is real nice. So they had the wedding out there. And then his friend and his wife went to Acapulco. And he said, when he came back, he was already back in Missouri, you know, and he said, dude, he's like, (laughs) Because we almost got a, got killed by werewolves. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he goes, dude, we had this freaking crazy, you know, whatever. So his friend did some asking around, mm. you know, in some different places. And one of the people that they met who he said, I think he said used to work at, over there in Green and said, yeah, there are legends and stories that go back to the first Bavarian German settlers here, you know, that these, these were werewolves here. And that some of them were native American and some of them were Germanic. Like they're two different things, Mm. but they, but they were two different types of werewolves. And they were think
1: maybe that's the mark.
0: Who knows? I mean, that's a weird, that's a weird thing though. I mean, because we've heard this before, you know, this, we've talked about this, these, uh, the German settlers that got along really well with the natives. They did. They were very, they got along very well with the natives. They didn't have problems with the Comanches. The Comanches didn't kill them oddly enough, like they did all these other settlers. I mean, the Anglo-Saxon settlers were targeted big time, um, whereas the German settlers weren't. I think the German settlers were a little more friendly with them.
1: Yeah, I, th- I feel like if you just weren't as <clears throat> big of a jerk to them, then you could have figured something out. And I think the Germans just came by and was like, hey, yeah, they were we very, really just want like some of this land here, and we won't mm-hmm. even bother y'all. Who knows? But, yeah."
0: but I mean supposedly the stories go back to you know
1: yeah, I don't know what they did but apparently it worked out for well them. yeah they
0: they never got slaughtered by the Comanches yeah. or the Apaches but everybody else did mm-hmm. so but anyway folks that's uh, that's it for tonight you know uh, we appreciate you showing up yeah, and thank you for us. joining us for this yeah and please like and subscribe if you're listening to us on YouTube and check us out on whatever platform you're on Don't forget we have a Tuesday live stream, and you can see my ugly mug talking about all kinds of weird stuff and giving you two or three hours of greatness. (laughs) All right, folks. I love you. I'll see you. Good night. Good night.